Paul. Um, first episode of uh, Cyber Podcast Tuesday. And uh, let's see what we can do with this. Um, quick introduction, everybody. I'm Ferd. I'm the Director of Security Testing for Planet. And I'm working together with Paul from Secure, a company we've recently acquired. And we're building out the practice rapidly at the moment. Paul is the Head of Assurance for, uh, for Secure, Sequa, um, as, as they say. <laughs> he is going to talk a bit about security. <laughs> talk a bit about my world. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Uh, great to be here. You know, you and I meet almost daily. We always find something yeah. to talk about. For uh, my role in Secure, I'm the head of assurance. I look at everything from architecture design to governance, risk, compliance, and everything in between. So yeah, uh, good to be here. Let's, yeah. let's get into it. What I wanted to talk about is kind of a review of the year. Um, and we've seen a lot of breaches and it's been accelerating all over the place. Since we're operating in Australia and New Zealand, uh, I'd like to dive in a bit more into what you've seen and where you could place like uh, a root cause of, uh, and, and just your general thoughts about this. So let's kick off with, uh, let's say the Optus breach. Uh, I mean, that that's still fresh in our minds. So uh, what are your thoughts on that one? You look at the Optus breach, same same old same old problems. I think lack of um, oversight and governance to some extent, uh, in actual fact, and that's kind of one of the things I've been seeing uh, throughout the year. I think misconfigurations, misuse of some of the advanced security capabilities that are embedded in the operating systems nowadays, such as thinking about things like multi-factor authentication, for example, mm. make sure you use that management of accounts, uh, you know, all those sort of things. Uh, if you look at all of those and look at the Optus breach, they all lead back to one thing in my mind, and, and that's the the value of the information and also what the customer expectation is in terms of that company or any company being the custodians of information. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, for me, becomes a... Uh, one of the one of the prime is the value of information. What's sensitive? What's not sensitive? What should you? What what level of control and management should you be putting over the top of that? Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah. And definitely, the point you made is is it's not your data most yeah. of the time. It's it's your customers' data. It, it's it's the people that interact with your organization. Um, it, it's their stuff, and it can affect their lives more than it can affect your business. Mm -hmm. Well. Scrolling forward to Medibank, $1 billion uh, damages to them. Um, yeah. And then the, the knock-on effect of a lot of people's lives being destroyed through identity theft. I was just going to say that, that you know, and you see these uh, huge breaches uh, almost weekly nowadays. Uh, and a billion dollars, uh, I'm guaranteed Medibank will recover from that reasonably quickly. Once yeah. their reputation, people forget and move on to the next one. The, the people who are affected by it, uh, and, and you, you had a great example earlier on about a family who lost $40,000, yeah. uh, and then they can no longer uh, get, uh, they've no longer got good credit, et cetera, so they can't get a mortgage. That That's where the real issue is. Yeah. Uh, the, the organization, the business moves on, but, but it's so the, the damage to the individual's yeah, who were left in the wake. Yeah, bad credit rating, uh, a yep. loss of huge volumes of money. I can remember a case uh, of, I think it was around 2010 in the Netherlands, uh, where I'm from. Um, it was a guy that that um, his identity was mm. uh, stolen by somebody doing um, um, uh, speeding, 
and didn't show up in court and then there was a manhunt basically for him he got arrested he was thrown into jail yeah. but he didn't he wasn't the guy that was speeding it was just somebody that used his name and address um and the system just took it on so that, that you need of course you need to validate the people that you're working with especially when they're regulatory uh compliance items there um uh, but you have to be very careful in how you deal with that data. Is it validated? Is, is, is it really the person that you're dealing with? On yeah, one no. side, in the other side, um, um, uh, the, the people that that, um, uh, that lost 40K in this and are begging the banks to give it back to them because somebody impersonated them because of the Optus leak. That's just, just, just horrific. Um, and, and this was only the first case. I'm, I'm betting there will be more in the news. Yeah, so you you know we we talked about root cause analysis a little earlier, and and, and where is it? You know, is it uh, at the governance level? Is it at the practitioner level? Uh, is it at the account management level? Uh, and and where I see things uh, certainly in a lot of the uh, client engagements I've had this year uh, as being the acknowledgement of of the role that the authorities in a business play or have to play so that's looking at the boards the independent uh, assurance and risk committees uh, the senior leadership teams uh, and making sure that collaboratively they're leading from the top and taking it very seriously and I am seeing I am seeing an up an uptake in that just just from some of the uh, engagements I've had uh, and some of them are really rudimentary mm. for example they don't understand the security risk and the value of that risk occurring to their bottom line. So, yeah. and, that, and that's the, the strategic outcomes, how they're going to achieve them or not. So I definitely see that as, as an area that is improving, yeah. but clearly a long way to go. Yeah, the, the social responsibility So the, the, is, is another thing. Um, and you can see that with, um, they went from, what is it, 2 million to 50 million in, um, in, um, in fines. Um, and in the UK, you told me that you can actually go to jail if you're a CEO and you don't take good care of people's data. Yep, yep, yep. that's very true. I think it's uh, it's a while, 20 years since I was back there. But it used to be two years for the CEO. So that sort of, is that the stick uh, to the carrot that we should be providing? Does that approach work? Uh, and, and of course, in, in Europe... Uh, they have a different view of life to in Asia Pacific. Yeah, um, you know, so all those sort of things have got to be considered. Uh, and this is where you and I have talked a lot. I talk a lot about adaptable security yeah. uh, and making the securities fit for purpose. And it's no longer that um, fear, uncertainty, uh, doubt principle yeah. that we often uh, we often uh, as an industry pop forward. Uh, and it's time for us to look introspectively at ourselves. Um, yeah. I think the narrative is definitely is definitely changing. Yeah. Um, where you see that that doing security right is actually a uh, an extra tick in the box when you interact with other businesses and makes doing business easier and and, and more secure, of course. Um, but it it adds to your trustworthiness as an organization as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, these guys have ISO twenty seven thousand one. They know what they're doing in that space. We we know that our data is safe with them. Um, because it's it's in scope and it's it's properly monitored and mm. uh, they have active programs in place to to protect the the, the, the data that they hold so that they can serve us, be, us best. So if 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 we could start again, yeah, uh, day one uh, and security. I, I I mean I can clearly remember the days uh, before cyber became a thing. Yeah, and then it became everything. Um, if we go go back to the beginning, uh, where where do we start? 
Uh, what, from your perspective, what, what's the starting point? We re reset and off we go. Reset and off we go. I, I think. I, I think. If you look at where most most issues are coming from, the the the, the exploits uh, and everything, they sound super super cool, and the technology that is there to to hack out of systems is fantastic. Um, but still, the, um, cybersecurity is as old as regular security. Yeah. We're talking about people doing bad things, and it, it starts and it ends with people. It's it's all about individuals attacking other individuals by any means that are available to them. And now we're living in the digital age with digital transformation and everything. So those are the, 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 the key things right now. And the interesting thing with when the internet came um, and I went on it first time early 90s, uh, I felt that uh, excitement that when I was typing that FTP command, I knew those signals, those electrical signals were traveling down wires to the other side of the planet and driving a minuscule hard drive head to pick up the bits and the bytes from a spinning rust platter uh, in a hard drive um, and send it back to me via that same connection or maybe a different connection. Um, and I found, okay, well, that's actually interesting because I can influence something physically on the other side of the planet right now. Uh, so there are no borders on the internet. And I think if we look at how it's being uh, pursued right now, and, and this is also where, where um, um, police uh, are having the biggest issues. So if somebody from a foreign country is hacking into a company in your country, how do you go after them? You have to tie those, um, uh, those relationships. Um, you need to get people closer in that space. And I think a cyber police or something might form out of this eventually that's, that has kind of a global reach, but is existent based on uh, the different police departments that sign up to that. Um, I think it's 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 the right way forward to go after the criminals that are attacking you from overseas, uh, as they say, or New Zealand. Um, I, I think the big, um, you know, it's, it's a it's the global phenomenon nowadays is that we actually don't know who the enemy is anymore. It could be yeah. the person uh, sat next to you. It could be the person. In, in the house next to you, it could be uh, a, a criminal gang on the other side of the world. Uh, and, and it's more and more difficult to track them down, actually, you yeah. know, in actual fact. So again, it's sort of how, how, do, you, uh, how do you go about understanding that and, and where, do you, where is the starting point? I think for me, um, you know, one of the starting points, you touched on it in, in briefly there, uh, is the people side and the investment that you've got to make it. With yeah. people to make sure that they they truly understand their responsibility, their accountability in, in that whole sort of uh, uh, in, uh, life cycle of, yeah. of, of managing information and giving assurance to businesses. Um, so uh, you know, throughout this year, uh, we've had a number of engagements uh, to uh, to to actually test people's resilience with regards to security, yeah. you know, through simulation exercises. Like fishing tests fishing. that you did. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what, what, what without you... exception, for, yeah. uh, and I can say, you know, we've done three or four this year. The first time we've done that, 50% of the workforce have clicked on the link. Uh, they've put in their credentials. Um, 
second and third time, you can see you can see a change is, in maturity and a change in behavior. It's but 2022. Time, I mean, yeah. if people are doing this um, uh, on their business accounts, just imagine how it is on their social media mm. accounts where they hold way more personal information. Yeah. And I think that's where we, we, we help. Uh, where we can help is we've got to demystify security. We've got to move away from the the technical geeky language. Yeah. Um, you know we've we've got to make it uh, real for their own lives. So if you're if you're worried about your business life, then if you can make security something that they care about, that they can take home, that they yeah. can t- tell the children about and their their neighbours and their friends, that's the stuff that that you've kind of got to get it embedded in their everyday practices out of the office yeah then when they come to the office it becomes a natural thing yeah but exactly it needs to be more of a reflex yeah and train people up on that so, so what kind of programs have you seen that really work well pick up well um again i think it's all about experiences so you know there's, there's huge amount of uh, online capabilities mm. nowadays uh, uh, I, I guess the the challenge you have with those is that if they're if they're developed in the states, they're geared towards the American system, so they don't always work in in New Zealand and Australia, yeah. uh, for example. Um, certainly, as I mentioned, the simulation exercises for me that's where I've seen the biggest improvements in yeah. any single business, uh, and and, they, and you know they're cost effective as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, one billion dollar uh, penalty, yeah. uh, potential uh, uh, loss for uh, Medibank, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to spend five thousand dollars on educating your workforce? Uh, the, the business value is clear, in, you, in my opinion. You think that if you look at the, the way the media is reporting right now, you think they could actually pick up some of that to to, to create that awareness? Yeah, great, great question. So the the media, uh, they they want the headline. That's what they want. Um, have I seen anything come out of the media in terms of uh, security awareness for people? It's usually come as a result of an expert that they quote. Yeah, uh, an expert consultant they quote in their article, uh, but the article still focuses on. On the business, uh, on the headline, yeah, yeah, the, the business that got hacked, the headline, and yeah. making sure they're because without events. a headline, they don't have a business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, probably, probably not, not too much come out out of the media that's really positive for our business and for yeah. our, uh, sorry, for our professional lives. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that we uh, have less work. You mean because we're overloaded right now? Oh yeah. But but, but what are your thoughts on the um, on the shortage in cybersecurity? I mean. Um, there were some numbers coming out uh, yeah, that yeah. said uh, Australia and New Zealand is looking for 30,000, 40,000 more people until 2025. I, I read How that. are we going to deal with that, with all the hacks that are happening yeah. right now? So, again, it's it's making everybody part of it. Um, I, I think, um, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to look for just people who've got a computer science degree uh, that have passed all the latest OCSE exams and the Microsoft exams. I think there's a lot of people out there, a lot of smart people out there. So one organization I met up with uh, last week, they've actually invited um, school children into their, into their cyber operational office just to have a look. Two of the kids then contacted the CEO afterwards, said, I'm really interested in this. That's cool. Uh, the CEO said, 
great. Saturday and Sunday, if you want to come in, come in and sit in with our guys. Uh, and now two, those two people have now got um, bursaries to be part of that organization. Wow. What a great in- initiative. I was bowled over by it. Yeah, but we need to do more like that stuff. Absolutely. Um, it's yeah. really important. But it's not only from like the security companies like ourselves, but also other organizations. They need to embrace uh, that curiosity a bit more as well. Um, it's, 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 it's a great... I must say, I, I love security. I went into it because it's so deep. It's so wide. Yeah, it is. Um, and you can go anywhere with it. Um, not not in the sense of moving anywhere in the world. That's also an option. Uh, but you can you can focus on the, 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 the governance risk and assurance side on one side. And um, you, you can go fully in the technical side in the uh, security engineering bits and mm-hmm. threat analysis. And there's so many professions in that. And they're all very exciting. They go every, very deep and are very necessary. Um, but what I really like is you can get in there from any angle of life. If you're um, an admin person right now, you might be a fantastic threat analyst as well. If you do pattern recognition well, if you're good with mass, um, I think that there's a lot of fresh career paths for people that are looking for a bit of change. Uh, and I think the industry should actually, as a, as a whole, embrace that and say, okay, let's open up. Um, we've got a 50 people company. Let's open up five uh, job openings for people who want to move into it and see that as a bit of an investment into the future. Uh, not only of the company, but of the entire security domain. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I obviously I've been around for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, I've um, been in this industry for over forty years. How did you get into it? I started life as a radio engineer. That was my actually. When you were mentioning there about your ones and zeros, um, I started with Morse code. Yeah, go back that, but not not quite smoke the longs signals. and shorts. Not yeah. quite smoke <laughs> signals, but yeah. but. Code is where I started my life uh, and understanding that. And for me, that was these dots and dashes actually mean something and people understand them. Yeah. Uh, and you can send it from the UK as a radio amateur and someone in America can actually hear what you're sending. Now, you know, for me, that was... That same excitement that you are directly connected to someone else on the yeah. other side of the planet. Exactly right. And so it's really no different today. Yeah. You're still connected to everybody. It's just a uh, lot more longs and shorts that you send ab- over. The, the, absolutely, yeah. yeah, a lot more information. You're exactly right. So that's how I started my life uh, and got into into radios uh, and moved from radios to uh, what was called fast and cyber-boarded signals at the time, i.e. typing on a keyboard and mm. sending Morse on a keyboard. Uh, rather than a, a Morse key, and then I got into satellite communications and etc. So there's you're right, huge scope in, in this yeah. business, uh, and completely transferable skills as well. So just because, as you said, just because today you're a, a, an admin person, uh, tomorrow you could be the you know you could be the next Bill Gates. And yeah, not necessarily Bill Gates himself. But, <laughs> you might not and, want to be, no. Uh, you might not, yeah. But, um, so that, that, it's interesting if you come from a different uh, background, mm. you also bring that background with you. Yeah. And that adds perspective. Yeah. And I think perspective is one of the key drivers in, in, in our space. Fresh perspectives are also nece- always necessary because uh, you have that hacker mindset, that, that, that mm-hmm. attacker mindset, uh, as some might say. Um, and they always look from all angles. And the more angles you can look at it from your perspective, the better you can protect an organization as well. 
Yeah, and I think it's um, you know the the mentoring that you can that you can give as well yeah. to people coming in in the industry. Um, that that's absolutely critical. Yeah. Uh, is that you use all those experiences because um, I think you know we we spent a, a huge amount of time through the radio engineering uh, days understanding how radio waves um, make their way through through the, uh, the ether through yeah. the ether yeah. and through the ionosphere and the different layers of the ionosphere. Bouncing. Uh, we did that. That doesn't exist any, anymore today. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's all literally is digital ones and zeros. Yeah, yeah, all fiber. Um, uh, principles are still the same. Yeah, yeah. principles are the same, um, and it, it is it is all about connecting people um, in the right way. Um, what are you? What are your thoughts on 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 the Medibank uh, responses that you've seen so far? I mean, the first time that they were in the news and they said they got hacked. Uh, and they said, oh, there was no evidence that anything was taken. And then suddenly it was 2 million. Now it's 4, then it was 4 million. Now we're in 9.7 million yeah. uh, so and, how, and counting. <laughs> how many times have you heard that? Yeah. Heard every, without a doubt, every major breach is, as yeah. far as we are aware, no customer data was exposed. Yeah. Um, that, that as, far, as far as we are aware. Um to Medibank's credit, uh, if, if there any credit can be given, uh, they haven't paid the ransom fee. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's, that's good. Good yeah. point number one. Yeah. Uh, as the information has been slowly dripped, I think there's five tranches of files being dripped now. Uh, they've they've opened up uh, and mm-hmm. they've started advising people. Um, I think the breach occurred on the 11th of October. Yeah, it was nearly a month before they actually put the hand up and said, "Oh yeah, by the way, Oops. we've been yeah. we've been done." Um, could they have done it better? Absolutely. You know, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, in terms of um, them being custodians of that data and doing yeah. the right thing by the people, yeah, um, that's probably point number one. Uh, I think point number two is also lo- looking internally at their their own practices because clearly, uh, for a system administrator, uh, yeah. for that account to be compromised internally, yeah, um, that's. That's a in this day and age is a, a fundamental uh, uh, rookie error. Yeah, it doesn't need to be, uh, but yeah. there is investment required to to get to that level uh, that it's not possible. Yeah. Uh, and if it even happens, then you can still know that it happened. You can have an alert on that of some sort, and then respond correctly. And I think you, in this day and age, you've you've got to assume that at some stage. Uh, you, you're going to get caught. Yeah. So it, it's it, it's not if it's when. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. And if, if you fail to plan, you you plan to fail. And that's yeah. where I was just going to come in again. An awful lot of what I'm seeing this year for for me is from from our clients yeah. is um, we don't have a business continuity plan. We don't have a disaster recovery plan. We've never practiced our cybersecurity incident response yeah. um, uh, plan. Uh, so I am seeing a. Quite a take up from that now, where boards are saying, "Hey, we we, we want that level of assurance. Yeah. Have, have you tested it? Can you give us the assurance that we need to make sure we satisfy our strategic outcomes and our um, stakeholders?" Yeah. So, so there is. It, it, it's not all bad news. Uh, yeah, but, I have to say. And what I see with companies that are actually well prepared uh, is that they gain more trust and loyalty from yeah. from from the people that they do business with. Um, so security actually is a business enabler from that perspective. Um, and by, by making everything a bit more formal, 
by adding the right processes, the right technology stack, and also ex especially training up the, uh, the, the, the end users of the systems, uh, the people in business overall. Uh, you get a more agile um, uh, organization as yeah. well. It's, it's less fragile and more agile. You can do more mm -hmm. with less risk. You can move faster with less risk if you have the, the, the foundations in place for that speedy change. Because right now with digital transformations everywhere, companies are accelerating uh, uh, to, uh, to match the speed of the markets. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to do that in a secure way Otherwise, you lose the, the trust, your credibility, uh, and your customer loyalty in that space. Uh, yeah. how, uh, where do you see where, where the big takeaways are in that space? Uh, again, I, I, you know, from my perspective, uh, so, so I get involved with an awful lot of um, helping businesses to understand uh, their risk footprint, mm. their security risk footprint. Um, uh, uh, and inevitably uh, the the biggest consequence statement that I see from the business is reputation harm yeah. they're absolutely focused on maintaining reputation uh, because there's always someone there ready to step into your shoes yeah. so I do see that as uh, again one of the um, one of the positive movements uh, that I'm seeing uh, an acceptance of that accountability uh, and I think that's the key is the acknowledgement of the business uh, leaders accountability in terms of how security uh, uh, can add the value that's needed so that that's where I where, where I think um, uh, the biggest takeaway is is yeah, reputational uh, reputational and, and the, the direction's got to, and the acceptability yeah. has got to come from the top yeah, when you do uh, assessments, uh, you walk into organizations yeah. and you interview people around, do you find that most of them are quite fearful when talking about security or where does it come from? Yeah, I think it's, it's because there's a little bit of an auditor's mindset mm -hmm. uh, from the business's perspective. So you've got to go in there and, and, and I, it's, it's a narrative I always use is I'm not here to test your systems. I'm not here to test you. I'm here to help look at areas where you can uh, where you can improve. Uh, so um, I, I tend not to talk about things like um, I, I like to give a more of a positive turn of language with regards to how security is used. Uh, so I'll talk about things in terms of process improvement uh, and not so much about is all your shortfalls. It's kind of uh, no. This the, this can actually make you better, yeah. uh, and that's the language. Uh, and it's definitely checkbox compliance. In my in, in my opinion, is not something that's uh, of any great use to to an organisation. You, you can't get uh, too much uh, continuous improvement out of that. You can get better really improvement out of uh, getting the mindset right. Uh, and, and showing people certain security-like perspectives. Mm -hmm. That's something I see with when we do penetration testing. We show people yeah. our reports. The reports are actually secondary to the end result, which is actually showing the business um, how they can remediate it. Yeah. And yeah. that will actually teach their engineers and developers not to make the same mistake the next time they develop it. So they speed up development next time to get less issues and I've worked with uh, with a couple of companies, a number of actually a number of companies when I think about it, um, with with specific teams in there, and we were kind of embedded at, at the end mm. uh, from from the beginning to assist them in in architecting it, configuring it, uh, um, and, and even coding it yep. and showing them ins and outs. 
And then when the pen test came, we found nothing. Not that we're bad pen testers, but these developers <laughs> really picked up on how to do it right from the get-go. Um, and the time to market for those businesses just um, accelerated that way. It was fantastic to see. Yeah, and you're exactly right. The, the sooner you can involve security in the conversation, yeah. uh, and the more likelihood of... Uh, I, I think, first of all, it, it, transformation's complex. Yeah. Um, so if you can understand the complexity, then you certainly uh, have a better... Uh, the likelihood of a, a better outcome is yeah. going to be going to be more consistent yeah. and more acceptable. Um, yeah, definitely agree with you on, on that one. You get in as early as you can uh, and see see it through. So you want to you don't really want um, discrete um, discrete security services yeah. uh, at the end point because yes. there's a lot of pain involved with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want some of that, but you need to spread it over. Um, uh, the entire life cycle and really from from the, the yeah. idea that pops into somebody's mind hey we could benefit from this I agree. down to the implementation the use and then getting rid of it at the end when it's not useful anymore um, and it also needs to fit into more enterprise information type uh, structure um, you need to know what the value is of all the systems that you have where it's actually saving you time and money um, and then you can also compare that to how critical it is to your business uh, regarding the security posture of it. And you see a lot of systems being connected now that used to be yeah, separate yeah. pieces. And if you wanted some of the information of system A in B, you needed to type it in manually. Everything's getting connected now. And they're not all created equally in terms of criticality to exactly. your business. So uh, again, uh, another, another good point you alluded to there is uh, understand which parts of your business are most critical uh, and that could be a technology aspect it could be a people aspect it could be your your physical working environment um, it could be the information you know so again it's looking at looking at it holistically and taking some time to think about that yeah yeah the, the holistic view yeah yeah um let's uh, let's let's end with um some key takeaways here um, key points or like a 10 second security tip let's let's do that one um, what's your 10 second security tip Paul uh, I think um, uh, it, the cyber security and security is just doesn't belong in the domain of the technologists uh, it's business accountability it's a uh, all of organizational responsibility and uh, so I think um, it's about collaboration it's looking at the end-to-end -end system and making sure that everybody understands their part, uh, the part that they've got to play. Uh, so that would be my 10-second uh, takeaway is uh, make everybody part of the solution. Make everybody part of the solution. I think that's a fantastic yeah. uh, way to end this one. Uh, I'd like to have, uh, uh, thank everybody that has been watching this and I hope this, uh, this gave you some fresh insights. Uh, and see you next time.